Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. And welcome to Second Half Now. Very happy to have you on board listening today. I want to remind you that one of the most well-known missionary stories of our time is the story of Jim and Elizabeth Elliott and their team, their mission team, that went to South America to the country and the jungle of Ecuador and uh, sought to bring the gospel to the Alca Indian tribe. And uh, if you recall from the story, Jim was martyred on that mission. And then Elizabeth returned to the U.S. Uh, to raise uh, her daughter, Valerie, and has become a much-loved and respected author and speaker. On our show today, Jim and Elizabeth uh, Elliot's daughter, Valerie, is with us on the line. And God has used this missionary story to bless and inspire many. And some amazing things have happened with the Alka Indian tribe in the years since. And we could talk about this missionary story for a long, long time, and many have, and there's been a movie and books and everything else. But our focus today, as we talk with Valerie, is going to be on the importance of motherhood. And we're going to talk about God's gift of mothers. Now, this this show will air on uh, Monday before Mother's Day, but the content will be timeless. So, hi, I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, in studio today um, here in KKPZ. Our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, couldn't get away from Warner Pacific Campus today, where she serves as the director of the Career and Life Counseling Center. But uh, Dr. Denise is uh, joining us from there, from campus. And so I want to greet Denise and welcome you uh, by phone line into our studio. Hey, Denise. Hi there, Dan. You ready? I'm, I'm ready to go here today. We've been talking about this uh, for a while, and we've also had uh, Jeanette in our studio before, and I'm going to talk about her just for a moment here. So helping us with the interview today is the person who made these arrangements possible. In studio with me is Jeanette Chafee. She's a longtime Tualatin resident and a well-known author and speaker. And uh, recently released is her book, Extravagant Graces, 23 Inspiring Stories of Facing Impossible Odds. One of those stories is about Jim and Elizabeth Elliot and their daughter Valerie. And one of those stories is Jeanette's own, where she survived a mid-air explosion of a terrorist bomb on a plane she was on that blew a hole in the side of the airplane at 17,000 feet. More about that in the book. 23 amazing stories are in the book, many of them about people whose names you know. It's all about God's grace in the lives of his people. More later about how to contact Jeanette or get a copy of the book. So I'm going to introduce Jeanette, and I'm so happy, Jeanette, that you were able to make these arrangements and also to be here with me in studio. And I'm going to ask you to begin our conversation with Valerie Elliott Shepard. Oh, thank you, Dan. It was such a pleasure over the years of interviewing that I've done over 20 interviews with the three surviving widows and two of the children and grandchildren and niece in the many stories. So hello, Valerie. 
Hi, Danette. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for joining us. What a joy it is to be interviewing and talking with you again. Well, this is a Mother's Day special. I We would love to know how has your mother influenced you? In so many ways. She's been an absolute blessing in my life. I would say, first of all, I always think of how mm. truthful she was. So she spoke the truth, and it was very important that I speak the truth. And so what an example of speaking the truth straight and clear. She never used vain words or ridiculous sayings with me. She could use some humorous little poems or sayings, but <laughs> she didn't use anything that couldn't possibly mean what it sounded like with me. Um, you sometimes hear grand, uh, mothers saying something ridiculous in the, in the grocery store to a child. I'm going to throw you in the garbage can if you don't shut up. Mm. And my mother never would have said anything like that. She chose her words carefully, and I am so thankful for how carefully she spoke. And she was always grammatically correct, so English grammar was important to her. Um, truth is the first one. The second one would be love. She loved me unconditionally. And because she loved me, she also disciplined me properly, and I knew I would expect a punishment if she said, now, if you do that, you will be punished. So I could count on her word. Uh, that truthfulness, you know, came through when she had said, you will be punished, and she didn't mince words at all. So the thing is, she said I wasn't naughty very often though I did have some crazy, fun ideas of things to do, and <laughs> sometimes she would laugh at some of the ideas I'd come up with, but uh, she said I was a pretty compliant child, so she found it easy to train me, but I'm not, it's not about me, this program, it's about how, how good she was to me, because she loved me, not only did she teach me the truth and teach me about Jesus and learning good, wonderful hymns and praying with me, but she taught me that reading the Bible daily was a very important thing to do in order to learn about God and understand what his will is for us. So that was always challenging for me to, to read it daily. Uh, it hasn't been, of course, for many years now, but as a teenager, uh, just just getting that regular habit was was challenging, though I would start just about every January and get petering, petered out by three or four weeks. But anyway, she set that example. She was up very early in the morning reading her Bible, and she used verses often with me to teach me what it meant to walk with the Lord. So I'm very thankful for that. So she loved me unconditionally. She always encouraged me when I had children and I have eight and I, I would have her she would come and visit she I was always a little nervous because I wanted my children to behave perfectly and I didn't think they did of course and so when she would come my husband and I would be trying to make sure they were respectful and be and quiet when they were supposed to be quiet and the thing is even though they misbehaved she was always encouraging to me and she always said you are giving them the foundation that they need, you know, in the Bible and in teaching them that it's about loving God and loving each other. So she she always encouraged me, even though I saw my mistakes and glaring mistakes and, and inconsistencies. 
um, she prayed for us. Of course, her prayers meant a great deal to me as the children were growing up. She prayed for all of them very faithfully, and I'm very thankful for that. I remember one day when they were still, when most of them were still young, and she said, "You know, really, all that a child is responsible for is to be obedient to his parents. He doesn't yet know, you know, the relationship." To God, uh, though he may, of course, be taught it, but it's it's when they're older that they start to understand they're responsible before God. But she said, "So Val, you're teaching them to obey," and and I would say, "But I'm not doing it very well." <laughs> and uh, but anyway, she just she just prayed for them and prayed that they would grow up to love God and God be praised. Uh, he has answered that prayer of hers. She also wrote me wonderful letters once a week. During college, she sent me a postcard and a real letter every week. Wow. And after that, it was usually simply the letter every week. And even on trips, she would send me a postcard. So I'm always so grateful for those. I've, of course, kept them because she was such a good writer. Um, Let's see, what else? Just being an example of hospitality. She really was good at having people over and and making them feel special. Uh, Now, how old were you when your dad, uh, Jim, died? I was only 10 months old. 10 months, okay. And you were in Ecuador at the time, or did you? Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm just impressed about these um, very clear character qualities and these behavior kinds of things. And and I want to uh, uh, ask you... Did you find that the ways that your mom shaped your life uh, has carried over into your parenting as well? Because these are the things that uh, helped make you a well-rounded Christ follower and a Bible reader and a hymn singer. And uh, I think these kinds of things are so relevant to all of our mothers and grandmothers today. Would Would you agree with that? Yes, I definitely tried to carry on just as she taught me, even down to the Christmas holiday and what we did on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. But no, the hymns we sang together as a family, uh, we prayed together, and uh, yes, I, I really tried to teach them my word meant what I said, and um, obedience, that was, that was a big deal, that they should obey quickly. Uh, I wasn't always successful in making them obey quickly, but I certainly worked at it. <laughs> um, and, and reading the Bible, my, if my husband wasn't around and he would be gone for the evening too, I would, I would read them the Bible in the mornings. And if he was around, we read after supper together. And it was not ever more than a chapter. It was usually part of a chapter or a chapter. And, and the children could see that that was you know, a priority in our day, in yeah. our lives. You know, what I um, am seeing here is that as your mom um, shaped your life, she was actually contributing to the life shaping of her grandkids and perhaps her great-grandkids. So what I'm saying is um, your children, as they have families, they will carry on hopefully that same those same qualities. And so it's just a generational thing if you... If you stick to the valuable attributes and the principles, the, the quality principles of life, those will continue on for generations. That's, uh, that's yes, God's plan so. for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
I'm going to leave a space for Denise to jump in here because uh, she is a doctor of psychology and is the director of career and life counseling at Warner Pacific College here in Portland. And uh, she always has some great insights uh, as we talk to our guests. And she is a mother and knows a lot about um, training and about influencing and about uh, family and home and all that. Right, Denise? You know, it's it's fun to to listen to the to uh, Valerie talk about her mom because, of course, I'm familiar with um, her mom as a as a radio personality and a speaker and those very public pictures. And so it's delightful to, to hear what it was like um, being Elizabeth's daughter. And, yeah, it is something that's coming, coming through loud and clear is those values that come, come through one parent and are picked up. There's all kinds of ins and outs of the way that your mom, you know, what your relationship with her has been. But it's always interesting when somebody is asked a question and then they pull out some key, um, key points. And so the three that you pulled out, you know, I bet there were, were lots you could choose from, but you chose those three. And so it is interesting to think about how those three came to be the three and the fact that, yeah, because they're the something about those three stuck out for you and they are most likely the things then that will be carried forward and, and your own children will see as consistent. And I always find that fascinating uh, because because we do transmit our values from one generation to the next, but it isn't necessarily something that your mom set out to do to say, okay, here are the three things I want my children to say about me. Sure. But in the end, the way that she lived her life, there are certainly things that you could pick out and, and then carry forward. I just think that's it's really exciting to get down to the brass tacks of of watching that happen within a family mm-hmm. and and the routines the routines that oh, yes. routines that i'm hearing in there yeah and i'd like to make a point here that valerie as you mentioned that your mother showed you unconditional love and it is because of your mother's love and hopefully for all mothers that they do some of the hard things so you mentioned um, discipline, but in the context of love. You mentioned telling the truth straight and clear in the context of love. Because if we love our kids, if moms and grandmothers love their kids and grandkids, that's what will come forth. And then also leading them to, uh, to an understanding and a knowledge of who Jesus is, singing hymns, <coughs> Bible reading, and all those uh, very rich Christian kinds of uh, disciplines and activities that help shape that life, all because you love your kids and your grandkids. It requires that we do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that unconditional love piece, is, um, it's one that, you know, me- mentioning the psychology field, it's, it's something that mothers who 
who demonstrate that to their children have something to teach all of us. Because in the world of, of counseling and, and psychotherapy, uh, that communicating to the person sitting across the chair from you that they are valuable no matter what is going on in their life, that they are worthy of being treated with respect and care is probably the most powerful psychological tool that we have. And so when I'm thinking about the role of mothers, anytime a mother is able to communicate to her child that he or she is loved unconditionally, that is about the most important thing that one can do short of introducing them to the Almighty who also loves us all unconditionally. Jeanette has another question for you, Valerie, and uh, we're going to hear that and your answer right after the break. Life is a journey, and it really helps to have a roadmap, especially during your golden years of life. There are at least 80 senior living communities and 1,100 adult care homes in just the greater Portland-Vancouver metro area. At no cost to you or your family, you can plan now for the right fit for yourself or loved ones. Golden Placement Services is the roadmap to your new home. In four simple steps, assessment, research, touring, and follow-up, the Golden Girls will help you prepare for the next part of your journey. We found Golden Placement Services to be very helpful to us in locating a care facility for our father. They asked good questions to ascertain what kind of facility we were looking for. We were taken to a few homes that fit the criteria we were seeking, and we're very happy with the care our dad's receiving from the facility found for us by Golden Placements. Visit our website at goldenplacements.com to learn more. That's goldenplacements.com or call one of the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people planned for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. We want to thank our great sponsors. Uh, They're the ones that make this show possible. Uh, You heard the two spots from Dignity Memorial and Golden Placement Services. I also want to mention 24-7 Properties, 180 Cashflow Strategies, and Northwest Web Construction Company. Also, our partners in the adult degree programs of Warner Pacific College and Multnomah University. 
This station is a partner, KKPZ, as well as Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. So we're going to get right back into uh, where we were. We're on the line with Valerie Elliott Shepherd, and uh, Jeanette is going to uh, ask another question because we're focusing on God's gift of mothers. And so, uh, Jeanette, go ahead. Well, thank you, Valerie. I would just love to know what is the greatest gift your mother ever gave you? Besides life, I mean, life yes. certainly yes. is is a wonderful, absolutely wonderful gift. Um, let me think. Greatest gift she's ever given me, I would say, speaking the truth to me. I mean, love, of course. That's part of the fact giving me giving me life she wanted me uh but i would say it's a toss-up between speaking the truth and loving me i suppose that because love is the greatest uh, that's probably at the top but truth would be right below it <laughs> that's a hard question to answer and you've kind of addressed those already valerie and i so much appreciate those values and those gifts and um, do you have maybe an example of um, how that came across sometime and maybe sometime when it always, wasn't always that understood or, or welcomed by you? Okay. But how did that stand out in your life? Well, when I was in either seventh or eighth grade, I was not doing too well in science and math. So I had taken a test, come home feeling horrible about it, knowing that I'd not done well in science. And my mother talked to me, me about applying myself and trusting God to help me. And she said, even if you did get a bad grade, it doesn't mean that I love you less or God loves you less. But she said, let's let's trust him. Um, he's worth trusting. And the next day I came home from school having gotten the grade, and it was a pretty bad grade, probably a D. And all of my good friends were the straight-A students, so of course I felt very dumb Mm. And she had typed out very nicely on a small piece of paper, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, and put it on my desk. Whenever I had mail or anything new that had happened that day uh, was on my desk when I went into my bedroom. So I always looked there first, and there was this nice little typed out piece of paper of these verses. And I remember that's the first time that I really recognized that God's Word was speaking to me have no anxiety about anything whatsoever. I believe she used the J.B. Phillips translation. And I remember being so comforted and so thankful that she did that for me. And the same verse has meant a great deal over the years. Um, my stepfather was dying of cancer, and another time uh, when I was quite concerned about my oldest son. I mean, of course, many times it's spoken to me, but I just will not forget that day of coming home, still discouraged about my not being very smart, and that was the verse that she had put out on the desk for me, so that was a huge gift of encouragement and, and just her always pointing me to Christ. Valerie, you have been uh, very articulate and very um, straightforward and genuine about all of these um, comments that you've been making, and I so appreciate that. Um, our time is winding down. I just know we've made a great deposit. This is going to be available uh, online on our website, but also on the air on Radio KKPZ. 
But I wonder if you have any uh, final words that you might share with our listeners. And we really want to uh, address moms and grandmas uh, and the whole topic of God's gift of mothers. I want to thank you for being on the show. And any final words for our listeners today? Well, I probably will say the same thing my mother often said in her talks to people, and she said she she generally repeated the same thing everywhere she went, and that's trust and obey, mm. for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And she said every life's trial, whether it was little or big, that she had ever had, God was saying to her, will you trust me? And so I'm learning the same thing throughout my life, just yeah. God is telling me to trust him and that he is faithful to answer prayers you know and having having that come from from someone who faced such hardships we know it's not a cliche that she had to live through such a difficult time and so when she says trust and obey and it will it will see you through Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. really the truth isn't it yes Yes, I'm very thankful that she taught that. And by the way, Valerie, ever since you told me that when I interviewed you, Mm -hmm. I often whisper that in my heart to myself. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. come back and Mm -hmm. say, will you trust me now? Will you trust me now? (laughs) And it's a great song, too. Everybody should know it and memorize it and sing it every day. One of my favorites as well. So our time is just about up for this on-air segment. And um, uh, we have a whole different show on part two of the program. We'll be talking to Valerie's daughter, Christiana Green. And that conversation will be available online at secondhalfnow.com. So I want to thank you to um, Jeanette Chafee for helping make both of these conversations possible. And uh, with her book, Extravagant Graces, 23 Inspiring Stories of Facing Impossible Odds. That book is available everywhere, Amazon and so forth. And to contact uh, Jeanette or to learn more about the book, you want to go to her website, Jeanette Chafee, J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E. I'm looking to make sure I'm getting this right, Jeanette. Uh, And then with no space, C-H-A-F-F-E-E, JeanetteChafee.com. And you will see many thanks to you, Valerie. Oh, my goodness, the dozens of pictures from your mother's scrapbook. Oh, mm-hmm. So 19 of them are in the book and many more. Excellent. So I want to encourage our listeners uh, to really value what uh, we've learned here from, uh, from Valerie, and it's great. So I want you to tune in every Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m., uh, right here on the radio, KKPZ 1330. And there's more great shows coming up. They're all available on our website, secondhalfnow.com. There's usually a part one and a part two. If you have questions about today's topic or have suggestions for other topics or guests, or if you want to get in touch with uh, Jeanette and haven't uh, been able to figure out her spelling, then uh, you can do that uh, through our website also. Just fill out a contact form and communicate with us that way. So thank you for listening today. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our remotely connected by phone co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, today. Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Yeah, that's us, the 50-plus crowd. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now, from now on. So here our conversation with Valerie's daughter, Christiana Green, 
and all the other shows on secondhalfnow.com. See you there. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Christian and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com. Welcome to Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan. Second Half Now, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. It's time for Second Half Now. The doctors are in. Here are your hosts, Dr. Dan and Dr. Denise. Hey, welcome to Second Half Now. Very glad to have you listening to us uh, online with this uh, part two of our show for today. One of the most well-known missionary stories of our time is Jim and Elizabeth Elliott and their team who traveled to the jungles of Ecuador and uh, felt this missionary call to reach out to the Alca Indian tribe uh, there in Ecuador. And uh, as you may know, Jim was martyred on that mission, and Elizabeth, his wife, returned to the U.S., raised their daughter Valerie, and has become a much-loved and respected author and speaker on our show today, Jim and Elizabeth Elliott's granddaughter, Christiana, is with us. We spoke on part one of uh, Second Half Now with uh, Christiana's mother, Valerie, the daughter of Jim and Elizabeth Elliott. And uh, we know that God has used this missionary story to bless and inspire many, many people through the years. And some amazing things have happened with the Alka Indian tribe in the years since, and there's all kinds of uh, that information in movies and books and uh, uh, other sources, and uh, just wonderful things have happened. Uh, we could uh, talk about this missionary story for a long, long time, but our focus today is going to be, as we talk with Christiana, we're going to focus <coughs> excuse me, on God's gift of motherhood. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, in studio right here at KKPZ. Very happy to have you here our co-host, Dr. Denise Hogan, uh, couldn't uh, get away from her uh, office at Warner Pacific Campus today at the college campus. She is the Director of Career and Life Counseling there, Doctor of Psychology, and she understands a lot about um, these things, being a mom herself, and uh, she's going to join us uh, from campus there at Warner Pacific. So, hello again, Denise. Hi there, Dan. Good to be here today. Yeah, the amazing marvels of telephonic communication, right? Right. Something else, isn't it? Yeah. And so helping us with the interview today is the person who made these arrangements possible in studio with me is Jeanette Chafee, longtime Tualatin resident right here in the Portland area and a well-known author and speaker herself. And uh, recently released is her book, Extravagant Graces, 23 Inspiring Stories of Facing Impossible Odds. And one of those stories is about Jim and Elizabeth Elliott and their daughter, Valerie. Another one of those stories is Jeanette's own story, where she survived a mid-air explosion of a terrorist bomb on a plane that she was on. 
that blew a hole in the side of the airplane at 17,000 feet. Oh, my gosh. And I think your story is called, what, Terror in the Sky, yes. I think, in your book. Yeah. Yes. So 23 stories are in the book, many of them about people whose names you will know. And it's all about God's grace in the lives of his people. More later about how to contact Jeanette or get a copy of the book. And so right now I'm just going to introduce uh, Jeanette Chavey and ask her to begin the conversation with Jim and Elizabeth Elliot's granddaughter, Christiana Green. Well, thank you, Dan. Yes, Christiana, you've talked so many times about your mother and the great um, <coughs> gifts that she has given you. You wrote yes. a poem called To My Lovely Mama. Yes. And you used the Bible verse about extravagant servant's heart. Mm-hmm. Proverbs thirty-one fifteen. she gets up still dark to provide food for her family. What were, what was, how did your mother influence you? You're the third of eight kids. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, every Mother's Day, um, it's an honor to um, be reminded that she was our mama, and it's growing up in the house, and um, it's an honor to honor her. Do you know what I mean? Um, she Well said. She, yeah, she is, um, she is and was in the house an excellent mama where she would get up before it was light and um, always started her day with the Lord. And that is just so sweet and precious um, a thing to do for all of us as Christians. Um, and the world would call it meditation. <laughs> we call it meditating on Scripture, um, where she would spend at least 30 minutes, if not more, time in prayer, time journaling the Word, um, memorizing scripture and she taught us to memorize scripture um, and hymns as well she taught me to love the old hymns of the old hymnals um, old like we're talking not just 1800s but <laughs> maybe hmm. even I I remember 8th century Irish hymns or you know wow. <laughs> the, the really hmm. good ones from the old ages and that was just a treat to learn um, you know at the time I probably didn't really understand it but um as i've seen god's faithfulness in my life i can look back and say well i remember my mom getting up real early and starting her day with the word of god Mm -hmm. and um she learned that from my granny elizabeth elliott i think um they both instilled that in us as well as you know it as each other um granny was really disciplined and regal and um elegant, um, classy, classic lady. Um, my mama, the same, um, very similar to her mom, like disciplined, um, very elegant, very ladylike, um, very warm, but also, um, they're both reserved, but warm, very loving, um, kind, and you have to get to know them to really get them laughing where their tears are rolling down their faces. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, at one point it would be, you know, oh, they're so quiet or calm or so reserved. But once you get to know them, we could just laugh and cry together. Um, good stories of old or a funny movie or a funny poem. Um, and I love that, that love for literature, that love for um, good writing, good reading, good um 
just the English language and linguistics and accents and um, learning language and cultural um, differences between um, whether it's American English, British English, Canadian English, or um, and also like languages throughout because I know my granny studied Greek and Spanish and the um, my mom still remembers a little bit of the Alka Indian language that she learned in the jungle there and my mom uh, she probably mentioned her her book she wrote a her jungle childhood book um, called Pilipinto's Happiness because they had that name for the Spanish um, butterfly for her because um, she was just a little girl who flit flitted around like a butterfly mm-hmm. and um <laughs> and then as my mother she was kind of just always doing things like the proverbs 31 woman she was busy she was active she was walking yoga uh exercising but also you know with us and getting us out there in the garden weeding or um you know she wasn't one of those moms who just says oh i need a day to myself and my own mommy me time she would have either dates like designated um an hour or two she would take one of us at a time or she would just be with us in the home homemaking being a housewife and mother an excellent mother and she was either grinding her own wheat baking her bread oh Um, my goodness yeah (laughs) she was dusting cleaning she had the chore chart with all of us learning how to clean at a young age you know um, there was always dishes and laundry to be done, <laughs> and um, she had us pretty organized, I thought, and um, pretty disciplined in a good way, um, not not military or dictator, dictatorial, but just very giving and generously showing us um, the right way to do things and to do things well, so that you have to, if you do it right the first time, you don't have to go over and finish it and correct mistakes. Um, which I struggle with. I'm kind of the laid back, just get the job done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm kind of efficient, whereas I need to be more thorough. So mm-hmm. I, I need to remember the things that Mama and Granny taught me as a little girl. Um, if you do it once the right way, the the real way to do it, <laughs> then you don't have to go back and correct and, and finish up and clean up and, you know. Right. So it was a there were so many life lessons of like just building a home, just being a wife, just being a godly mother, just being a um, godly woman. Um, whether, you know, what if God doesn't call us to marriage, he calls us to singlehood. I'm happily married, but um, I know so many single friends who my granny would say, singleness is a gift. Um, you get to serve the church. You get to serve other families and learn from them. You get to um, have so much more time just alone and time with God Um, because she was widowed twice, my granny. And so she really realized or um, knew what it was like to be single and and just to be a godly woman. And they, both of them taught me so much about the biblical role as a woman um, and a wife and mother. And I'm actually trying to conceive. Um, My husband and I are in that, on that journey, um, we're talking to the doctors and just trying to eat healthy, trying to do those, you know, the exercise and the the normal habits that um, my mom taught me a lot growing up. She taught me all about nutrition and um, 
and herbs and um, just different things we can do to take care of ourselves and the temples um, that our bodies are, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, that's what they believed, and they, they taught us and instilled in us um, just life lessons of, you know, taking care of yourself and your home and your kids or your family and, um, yeah, uh, starting your day early with the Word of God and with a hymn, um, a prayer, and um, journaling about what God is teaching you or what you are learning from Scripture or what you are learning in life. And um, those are so, you know, practical, so helpful. Um, I think some people would look back on it and say it was hyper-spiritualized or was that too legalistic for you? But at the same time, um, I think it was very helpful and um, their their human way of showing me God's love and faithfulness and um, godliness and not so much cleanliness is next to godliness, not like a rigid, rigid way, but just a um, this is what we do, this is how you, we're raising you, and this is the right way to live. Um, this is how we should then live, kind of like the Francis Schaeffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just um, so many good things or life lessons that I still to this day am learning but I can share with others or um, see a young mother because I was a nanny for 15 years and now I'm a secretary so I see young mothers struggling or I see um, other nannies or other caregivers and they and I I just want to help them I'm like oh if you if you did it my granny's way you wouldn't have to go back and do it again mm. right <laughs> like if you don't obey me you will be punished <laughs> right and immediate obedience that was one one little phrase they used um both of them um and and trust and obey um my mom just still has a sweet cheerful way of trusting God mm-hmm. um, with no matter what they're going through, whether it's um, my dad is a minister and ministry is hard, or um, it's something with one of her kids, <laughs> if one of us is causing her grief and worry, <laughs> um, she just says, I'm trusting and obeying God through this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's such a beautiful, sweet, um, childlike way to honor God. And yeah. I think that's really helpful and fruitful and it's i'm getting emotional because they're so sweet and i love them a lot i can hear that in your voice christiana and it just means so much to you Mm -hmm. that they've been able to deposit those very valuable and cherished attributes and qualities and habits into your life and i want to also observe that what you're saying we just uh, finished talking with your mom oh good And, um, She's the best one to hear it from. <laughs> <laughs> and and what, what I'm hearing is that your mom uh, grew so much and was shaped by her mom, by your yes. grandma, Elizabeth. Yes. And I see the generational thing, that, that she was mm-hmm. faithful to her calling as a mother. Yes. And I want our listeners to pick up on that. Now, Christiana, you just listed a whole bunch of things that uh, any number of them would be perhaps a challenge uh, for mothers, but uh, absolutely true to the core and are going to make a difference in the raising of successive generations. Mm -hmm. And so um, what I'm noticing is that 
the deposit that your grandmother made into your mom, Elizabeth, mm. into Valerie. Mm. Now, Valerie, your mom has passed that on to you. Yes. And I'm just guessing that you're going to be very much the same kind of a mother uh, <laughs> if you. God blesses you with children. Yeah. And we'll join you in that prayer. And um, Thank you. It's so important to notice that we have an incredible opportunity to influence future generations. And it's yes. been faithfully passed down in your family and I want our listeners just to, to know and to realize, you know, how important that is. And it's not too late. Any of these things can be started now. Right. Uh, you can you can catch up for the past. You can mm -hmm. you can start over. You can you can make it good. So for the moms and the grandmas that are listening, it's so important. That all these things that Christiana and Valerie have mentioned, such great examples and great things for us to to notice and to emulate and to ask God to build those things into our lives so we can pass them on. Yeah, amen. And I remember in when you wrote your tribute of Regal Lady yes. about the interesting verse, you talked about her extravagant obedience and forgiveness. So, mm. Yes, uh, Granny, it's amazing that Granny Elizabeth Elliot um, went back and lived among the tribe that mm. murdered her husband. Yeah. Um, anyone would be able to say that, you know, even if you're not a Christian, you could hear that story and say, whoa, she went back and forgave the people that, right. Um, right. yeah, that, and she shared the gospel with them and loved them, yeah. and, be, you know, they became her family and helped raise her daughter, and she would help them, you know, raise their young, and um, it's just an amazing story, but when I would say that to her or when her fans, her many fans would come and just say with tears in their eyes, I just think you're an amazing person for forgiving those people. She would say that was God's call. <laughs> very matter yeah. of fact, very, yeah. um, she didn't have any qualms or reserves about it, reservations. She just <laughs> went and did as expected of her. Um, as Jim Elliott would say, approved unto God. She had one calling, one mission. She went and did it and finished out the mission that she and her husband were told to do or asked to do. And she didn't have any, she didn't understand why people thought that was amazing. She just wow. pointed to God. She would point her finger to the sky and say, all glory be to God. Mm -hmm. It wasn't me, it was God. Um, and my mom, very down to earth, very humble too. She, you can see... Jim and Elizabeth both in her, um, where she just is very down to earth. Um, lots of people, women in the church, because she's the pastor's wife, they would come up to her and just, oh, I wish I was like you, Val. I wish I, w I, I could be a mom like you. I could be the wife that I should be. Mm. And they'd kind of pine away and just wish and wring their hands. <laughs> and my mom would say, it's not me. It's Christ's work in me. You know, and just would blow people away, like, what? What is she talking about? And, but, yeah, if you pray for your future generations, if you pray for your kids and grandkids, and, and um, pray for yourself that you are still learning these same principles, it's kind of like preaching to the choir, um, then you can, you can, because he, you can say without regret, because he first loved we then love. Yeah. We want to love. We want to obey. Because we were first loved, we want to go out and share with others. Wow. So. 
And I know that uh, moms and grandmas that are listening have also encountered difficult things. And so if, uh, if Elizabeth can go back to the Alcas and forgive mm. them and become a part of their uh, families and their culture, mm. uh, whatever it is that our moms and grandmothers are facing, because your grandma said, it's God, it's God's call. Yes. And uh, so I want us to, to uh, hear that and pick up on that. And I'm going to ask Denise uh, to come in with a, a question or a observation or comment right after our break. So don't and go away. Make we'll... me wait. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We'll, we'll be right back. Life is a journey, and it really helps to have a roadmap, especially during your golden years of life. There are at least 80 senior living communities and 1,100 adult care homes in just the greater Portland-Vancouver metro area. At no cost to you or your family, you can plan now for the right fit for yourself or loved ones. Golden Placement Services is the roadmap to your new home. In four simple steps, assessment, research, touring, and follow-up, the Golden Girls will help you prepare for the next part of your journey. We found Golden Placement Services to be very helpful to us in locating a care facility for our father. They asked good questions to ascertain what kind of facility we were looking for. We were taken to a few homes that fit the criteria we were seeking, and we're very happy with the care our dad's receiving from the facility found for us by Golden Placements. Visit our website at goldenplacements.com to learn more. That's goldenplacements.com or call one of the Golden Girls at 503-723-7145 today. That's 503-723-7145 and schedule your non-obligation appointment today. Helping to plan a funeral for someone you love is a painful process. It's one of the most emotional things you'll ever have to do. But imagine how much grief would be spared if people plan for themselves. Though it may sound difficult or uncomfortable to even think about, the experts at Dignity Memorial Funeral Homes and Cemeteries can help with a free personal planning guide that takes you step-by-step step through the process. And of course, Dignity Memorial will even help you complete your plan with the expert assistance of trained and caring advisors. There are a lot of very good reasons to plan ahead. Make sure your final wishes are respected, sparing your loved ones the added grief of planning for you and having to pay for it. If you choose to fund your plan early, you can even lock in current pricing, avoiding increases due to inflation, and take advantage of budget-friendly payments. There is a free informational seminar that includes a complimentary meal at a restaurant in your area very soon. Find out more and ask any questions you may have by calling Katie at 503-807-5715. It costs nothing to learn how you can protect your loved ones by planning ahead. Give Katie at Dignity Memorial a call today at 503-807-5715. And I want to give a big word of thanks to our sponsors, the two that you just heard, Spots for Dignity Memorial and Golden Placement Services. We know these people, and uh, we know that they engage in relationships and business with integrity and value. We really want to lift them up. We also have 24-7 Properties as a sponsor and 180 Cashflow Strategies and Northwest Web Construction Company. And I also want to mention our partners uh, in the adult degree programs, Warner Pacific College. <coughs> excuse me, still fighting this cough, and Multnomah University, as well as this radio station partnering with us, KKPZ, and Christian Chamber of Commerce Northwest and Serving Our Neighbors. Thank you to them for making all of this uh, possible. So we're going to get right back into our conversation. And uh, Denise, you would like to 
get involved in this uh, discussion and dialogue. So um, what have you got for us? Well, you know, I'm, I'm thinking here about uh, the consistency in the values that have been transmitted from one generation to the next. And you mentioned that, Dan, you can really see that in talking to Christiane after talking with Valerie, that that consistency of family values is there. And what I'm thinking about is, wow, that's that's some stability. That's family stability. Yet this is a family that endured an incredible trauma and then there was and has been such notoriety about that. Like you said, so many people, Christianity coming up and how do you do that? How did you live that way? How did you, you know, how did your mother and your grandmother handle those kinds of outside influences on your family while you were growing up? Yeah, that, that's the tough question. Um, one friend just said to me recently um, when he heard that, you know, my grandparents are the Elliots, um, he came up to me and said, wow, that's cool. And then he goes, but that kind of sucks, doesn't it? (laughs) 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 Because, um, excuse my crass way, because um, it's funny because, um, well, it's it's hard because growing up with all the over-expectations, not only was I a pastor's kid, I was the granddaughter of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot. Oh, my. There's pressure. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds very, um, a lot was projected on us or expected of of us. Yeah, expected of us. And um, and my my parents just lovingly um, forgave people because, People are the best and the worst about the church. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and um, they they raised us, you know, with that stability. Yeah, at home we, we do these devotions. We live a certain way at home. Those people are going to live a different way from us because they're a different family with different values, different, you know, culture. And um, we love and accept and we welcome anyone. We, we had gatherings of not only missionaries in our home, we had homeless people, or we had handicapped, or we had um, just different races and multicultures growing up in our home. And I married a man who, it's kind of funny, he was not used to that. They, they were raised in the church, but they never really hosted parties or family gatherings. And so I, I've learned to love to cook and entertain, and this is what we're going to do as godly people. We are supposed to be hospitable. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's getting used to the growing, coming out of his shell and, and learning how to relate to people and conversationalize and sit back and just talk about what do you believe? Where? Mm. How do you raise your family? What schools do you go to? What, you know, what um, jobs or careers or things are you implanting on them? And, and he's like, Oh, you ask them like personal questions? I'm like, yeah, you do. <laughs> right. Um, that's the way my family always did it. We're kind of in your business, in your face, like in a loving, fun, friendly way, kind of intimidating or kind of overwhelming sometimes. But his his family loves that that we're more connected, and he's a little bit more autonomous and independent. Or that's the way they grew up. It's not bad or wrong on either family. It's just different. And we're learning how to, um, as long as we put it on the calendar and we talk about it, 
then I can have my girls' night, or I can ha- host the Bible study, or we can host a, you know, little <laughs> little things like that that he's just like, really? You're going to invite your... Because we have... It's kind of funny how God led us here, and speaking of God's calling, um, because Granny just did what God's call was, and a lot of us think, oh, does that mean I have to go to Africa? Does that mm, mean I need to go right. to Ecuador? And we, David and I, my husband and I, feel very called here to Glendale, which is northeast Los Angeles, California. And um, I love it here um, because I was raised in Orange County, but um, so I'm used to the Southern California lifestyle. Um, but a lot of people are not used to the um, the multicultural, the tolerant, the postmodern way. Um, mm. And and so I. I have to believe in my heart or be reminded and remind myself from Mommy and Granny's teachings that you, um, as long as you are stuck on the Word of God, like if you stand firm on the Word of God and you know the truth of the gospel, then you're strong in faith, and then you don't have to live in fear of the outside world or the, um, for instance, um, like what other people believe coming in as a bad influence. Um, For instance, I have one neighbor who is in the Church of Religious Science. I have one Christian neighbor from a very conservative church. I have one neighbor who I don't know where she stands religiously because we haven't been able to talk to her much about it. And then I have one Jehovah's Witness neighbor. And I just, I pray every day. I'm like, God, you put us here to share the gospel with these people, to love these people, to show them in our lifestyle what your word of God says and and how to live and I I think our work is cut out for us because that's a big um, responsibility to um, love people of other religions who I mean they might even try to they've tried to convert us or tried to talk about it but I'm just happy that they're engaging talking about religion and they as long as they listen to my side and I can listen to their side you know then we can learn from each other about other walks of life and then and then hopefully we can plant seeds, you know. I, wow. I don't know if I'll get to pray with them and pray the prayer and see them grow to come to know God or come to my church, but at least we will plant a seed. So, Do, do you it, think that yeah. your mother growing up for eight years in South America in the jungle mm-hmm. influenced you or impacted your life with multiculturalism, like what you're talking oh, about? very much. Yeah, that's... That's what I mean. Um, my mom was raised in the jungle of Ecuador, Amazon jungle, and my dad was raised as a missionary kid in the Belgian Congo. And then he went through the civil rights movement. He lived through that. So here, after Congo. So um, both of them taught us to love people of any, you know, color, creed, race, um, just by their lifestyle and by having people in our home and just being okay with or being accepting of other people, um, whether you're handicapped or whether you're, you go to a different church or you, you don't go to a church, you know. Um, you just are supposed to love people like Jesus did, meet them where they're at, just like he, he met with the Samaritan woman or he ate with sinners and tax collectors and prostitutes, you know. You, you do that because Jesus did it, and that's mm-hmm. kind of just like a given thing, like, Oh, that's a given. That's in Scripture. That's what we're going to do. Wow. Yeah. Christiana, I want to thank you 
very much for being on Second Half Now uh, for this segment. What you have shared with us is very rich and treasures that moms and grandmas uh, anywhere and everywhere in their stage can benefit from. Uh, and I and w- you know what I'm hearing? Mm-hmm. I'm hearing in your words, I'm hearing your mom and your grandma. Exactly. Yeah, and it has uh, uh, transmitted down to, uh, down to generations, and I'm quite sure that you will do that exact same thing if Thank God you. blesses you with children. Is there anything else that, uh, that you would like to wrap up with and share with our moms and grandmas and anybody else listening? Um, just to love God, love others, serve God, serve others. Um, even if you don't, if I don't get to have babies, or if, um, you know, if you're not married and you don't have children, well, you reach out. You go talk to people. You you learn from their their families, and you watch their families grow, and you you help instill the same values in your home, like with your roommate or with your future spouse or with your future kids, and and that's that's just priceless because I got it from the best, my mom and my granddad, and they got it from God. (laughs) Well, you told me once that you eternally tucked in your heart the giant and tiny lessons Mm, from your mother and grandmother. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's it exactly. And I think uh, we mentioned uh, when we were on the line with your mom, too, that um, it's never too late to make changes and to make improvements and to start over and to implement some of these uh, valuable things that you and your mom have both uh, shared with us. So I want our listeners to hear that. It's not too late. You can make a huge difference in the lives of your kids and your grandkids just by listening to some of these things and finding which ones you can implement into your life. So again, Christiana, thank you very much. Our time is up for this segment. And I want our listeners to know that uh, both conversations are available on our website, uh, part number one is Jim and Elizabeth Elliott's daughter, Valerie, and part two, Valerie's daughter, Christiana. And we're talking about God's gift of mothers. So again, Christiana, thank you very much for being with us on Second Half Now today. Thank you. And I'm thinking that many of our listeners and readers will want to look at that darling picture of you with your mom and grandmother, the photos that are in the book, and also on my website, JeanetteChafee.com, that they can see the pictures of you growing up and your father from the time he was two years old as a toddler. Mm. All thanks to your mother for all the pictures. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jeanette, and thank you all. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say thank you again to Jeanette Chafee for helping uh, make both of these conversations possible. And her book, Extravagant Graces, 23 Inspiring Stories of Facing Impossible Odds, available everywhere. Books are sold, Amazon and everything else. Uh, To contact Jeanette or to learn more about the book, and uh, I'll repeat what Jeanette has just said, her website is JeanetteChafee.com, J-E-A-N-E-T-T-E, no space, and then Chafee, C-H-A-F-F-E-E dot com. So again, thank you, Christiana, for being with us. And um, for more information, we want our listeners to go to secondhalfnow.com, fill out a contact form if you want to communicate with us. And um, you can hear both of the um, uh, of these shows, both with Valerie and with Christiana. That's the program for today. Tune in every Monday, 530 to 6 p.m. on the on-air portion 
then go to the website to hear the part two, of course, available around the clock, 24-7. A new website is coming very soon. We hope to launch about May 1st. Lots of bells and whistles and resources uh, for our listeners. Thank you for listening today. Together we are building a valuable resource for all of us. Second Half Now, a radio show for boomers and beyonders. Tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our lovely and talented co-host by remote connection, Dr. Denise Hogan, saying goodbye for now. And until next time, may God help you live a life that honors Him and blesses others. Let's meet again next Monday, 5.30 to 6 p.m. on the radio, KKPZ 1330, The Truth. Thanks for listening to Second Half Now with Dr. Dan Critchett and Dr. Denise Hogan on KKPZ 1330 The Truth, sponsored by Dignity Memorial. To hear the rest of this program, find out more about the topics discussed today, or ask questions, visit secondhalfnow.com. That's secondhalfnow.com. Tune in next Monday at 5.30 p.m. for more tools and tips for the life you want to live from now on. Until then, visit secondhalfnow.com.